Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. It's not just enough to know of God, we want you to know Him. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, it's time to rethink life the way God intended. This is the Genesis Post Sunday Podcast. What is going on, Post Sunday Podcasters? I'm your host here, Pastor Johnny Sierra, and welcoming you guys to episode 39. It's insane. It's insane how crazy time is going, but just doesn't feel that way. We're so unraveled in, 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 in the never-ending story that is just such a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. We can't get enough of it, and uh, and and yeah, we're, we're, we're going through uh, now the life of Jesus here in the New Testament, which has been fantastic. Um, and we're excited, man. We're excited to continue to keep rolling here, but I am with my man here today, Pastor PJ Charles. What's up, bro? What's going on, good people? What's up, Johnny? Yeah, I'm good, How man. We doing? we doing well. We doing well around here. All right, all right. Yeah. Good to be here. Good uh, yeah, to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Got me uh, in the hot seat. <laughs> I'm excited, man, <laughs> to have you today. Uh, this is a first for us. Uh, usually Pastor T- Tim is with us, Tim. my he's co-host. Exiled. Yeah. <laughs> he has not been kicked out. Uh, you know, he's, he, uh, he's doing great things. Actually, oh my gosh. Coming yeah. Back yeah. Today, big time. Tonight. Keep him in prayer. He's yeah. coming back from Germany along with a great team of, mm-hmm. uh, from Genesis church that has been doing some really great things over in Germany. And, uh, we're just excited to get a report back. You guys will hear from that, uh, in our following episode. Yeah. But, uh, man, how are you doing, bro? I'm good. It's yeah. Monday. You yeah, know, I'm you, just feeling all right. And you got a little pep in your step today, man. You look fired up. It's the caffeine. <laughs> I, I've had so much coffee today. <laughs> I really I like have. It. But no, I, today's usually, um, it's weird. Today's typically my day of rest. Nice. And so because, you know, I have separate schedules than everybody yeah, else on this you do. team. And, uh, you know, most of you guys take a break on Friday. And Mondays is typically my day. So my mindset is in a day of rest, even yeah. though today's been a day where take one of the kids to the mm. doctor, make sure he's all right. Is it really rest? Here. You know, um, sometimes rest is a frame of mind. I know. Right? I it, know. It, We've talked about that. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's how, um, I think because it's my anticipated day of rest, mm. even though I'm like making it a work day, I'm actually a little bit more at ease. That's good. With the day. Um, than anything else. And so, yeah, so I'm feeling yeah, good. That's it's a awesome. good day. That's awesome. Day. I'm excited to yeah. uh, really dive deeper into your message, man. You brought yes. fire yesterday. Uh, you bring fire in a different way. <laughs> and uh, it's, I get, I get that. A it's, lot. it's a, it's a surgical way. Like right. it's, it's, it's a slow cut going in it's just you know going you know there there isn't nothing like bah you know and imp- right it's just slowly Im- impacting just opening up the areas and right, just getting right, in right. there and by the time the message is done you're like holy cow like whoo man it was amazing i wish i could tell you there was a method to the madness but it's just your style man it's just kind of the way i roll yeah, yeah it's just i love it i think the way um you know i was thinking about yesterday this morning and of course, you know, give glory to God in all, in all ways, right? And in all areas. Um, but now, like, looking at it 
after the fact, you know, I sit and I just, you know, I thank God for his goodness. I, I find myself sometimes overwhelmed on a regular basis um, that he chose me, mm. you know, to do a lot of the things that he has called me to. Um, it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a burden. Um, and, and a lot of times it feels like a burden. Um, but there is such a blessing. And so when I woke up this morning, just sitting in, in a lot of the responses after each service, mm. um, the different folks that, that came up to tell me, how they felt about it. I actually got a few text messages afterwards. And, and so just kind of sitting in that in this morning, and I just, man, thank you, God. Just thank you that you allow me to be that voice for you. Yes. Um, thank you that, you know, in all the things that you've created me to be, you give me this way of sharing, you know, the truth of your word with, with sincerity and um, very meticulous about how I do it. Um, but then there's also a lot of freedom in it because, you know, I, I also teach differently yeah. than, 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 than a lot of you guys. I have a different method, if you want to even call it a method. But, um, but it's just a blessing to be able to um, stand in front of a of, of family of, of Genesis Church mm. and to be able to just kind of just share, share what, what God has taught me and to, and to share, um, you know, the things that, that break my heart the way it breaks his kind of like yeah. what we sang about I mean, mm. we're going to get into that so yeah so it was yeah. just awesome so yeah. it's another reason i feel so good today yeah. you know yeah. because it was a, it was a good sunday yeah good sunday. yeah it's it's fantastic man yeah. um I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to dive deeper into this. Uh, well, I want to welcome those that are just, you know, tuning in with us. Thank you for joining us at the pod. Yeah. And if you're new with us, man, we really appreciate you tuning in and being with us. Uh, you're probably asking, what is this all about? Mm-hmm. Well, then this has really been stemmed out of the never ending story, a year long Bible study that we're doing here at Genesis Church Orlando. If you're local, we invite you guys to come follow us and be be with us in a live service experience. We had uh, 8.15, 9.30, and 11 o'clock services in East Orlando. You can find all of our information at genesischurchorlando.com. But uh, we are really, it's been exciting because we're, we have really done this full year-long Bible study together as a church, and it's just so just so rich. The approach has um, been unique. Oh, man, it's, it's been, been, I love it, man. It's Yeah, and I think... You know, Tim says it all the time. We are a church of pastors and, and not just, you know, a pastor. And so um, you have that's unique in itself to hear different voices as we move through the story. Yeah. Um, because even that connectivity speaks into yeah. the symmetry through the story. Right. So you've got, you know, four or five of us on stage at any given time um, weaving through this this story and 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 there's symmetry in it and it, mm. and it builds on each other and so you hear different voices but the story's but it, the same but the story's the same yeah and that's that's one of the powerful things about it and then you know there's this expectation that well how are you going to do the whole bible in a year well we're not hitting 66 books yeah. that's not the goal right the goal is the story you know and and to understand um that there is a singular story that weaves through all of these stories. And I think that's the most important thing that resonates after every Sunday is that there is a connection that you're connecting the dots. It's a beautiful picture that's going to show up at the end, uh, even though it looks like a lot, a lot of, a lot of blots. And it's just been incredible. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun to participate in. It's been fun to watch. Um, It has, it has, uh, and just add a different flavor. Yeah. You know, each one of us bring a different you know, spice a to, something, something. To, to the soup, yeah. you know, to, to the dish. Some <laughs> 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 Uh 
I like it, man. I like it. Right? You're bringing it, bro. hot sauce. I exactly. You bring some sazon. Yeah. I bring some hot sauce. What I like, though, too, is like no one <laughs> ever knows who's on deck but us. Right. Right. And right. That's, a, that's a great thing. Sunday, I wonder how said, attendance would be, right? Somebody said something to me yesterday. They go, well, I kind of figured it was you because I, I kind of did the math. I got and it was like, Johnny was just up. <laughs> and, and if Tim and Chad are in and Will are in Germany, well, that only leaves you. And I was like, is that? Why so many seats were empty <laughs> yesterday? Maybe they didn't want to hear from me. Not true, not true at all, brother. They were they yeah, were full, but, but you don't know who's gonna show up. No, and you, you don't. For sure, don't know what part of the story is gonna be shared. Exactly. You can try to follow the direction, yeah. right? Yeah. But you really don't know yeah. what's gonna come up. And then what I thought was again what was fun about. Um, yesterday doing the triumphal entry was that Easter was just a, a few months ago, That's right? Crazy, and, I know. And so, as I'm sitting and writing, and I'm going, well, you know, the kids just had animals outside. Will's like, <laughs> Will's like, the kids are going to be thrown because they're going to expect to see a camel outside yeah. or a donkey, yeah, yeah. you know, and the animals yeah. and the things that we usually do when we, we celebrate Palm Sunday. And there's none of that. Mm. And so that was kind of like my conviction as well as like, well. This can't be about Palm Sunday. One, we already did it. Yeah. And two, the story's deeper than just the palms. Yeah. And it's it's deeper than 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 how we celebrate it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the approach to it. But yeah, you never know what you're gonna get when, yeah. when you show up on a Sunday. And I think that's what's made this year so exciting. So good um, as well. Yeah. 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 Just hitting these these well-known areas and topics that we uh, are very accustomed to, but really approaching it in a different angle, which has been which has been really yes. cool to do. And so uh, but again, you guys can get all this info at Genesis Church backslash a never ending story that is available for you guys. If you guys are new with us, follow us here today, man. Like, subscribe, follow. We're on all podcast platforms. Uh, available and then we are on YouTube as well. Yeah, we got some YouTube videos available on these these um, these sessions and episodes, and so we're excited about all that. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I want to dive in, but before we do, we Let's usually uh, like to do our post Sunday podcast question of the week. We got our man Stanton producing today. What's up, bro? I'm doing good. Um, PJ, I don't know you thinking that nobody's in the service because every time people talk about the pastors, the you're always house. number one. Whatever. Sometimes over Tim. You didn't need to bring that up. <laughs> no, I think I need to. And then just a just a quick side story. The first time I ever met PJ, my sister used to attend FCA back when PJ taught. So when they first oh, started man. basketball, they she would come home and she'd be like, we, we need to go to a game. We need to go to a game, blah, blah, blah. So eventually my parents were oh, like, I all right, eventually we'll, we'll go to a game. No. And she kept raving on about this teacher, PJ. You know, PJ this, PJ that. He's one of the best teachers. He's so much fun. And my parents are like, well, I guess we'll just have to meet this PJ. So we get there. The game's about to start. <laughs> and then all the kids, like 50, 60, 70 of them, they go to the other side to start greeting the players as they're coming out. And then there's this one guy, face paint, <laughs> shirt. He looked like a, a tall student. <laughs> Little did I know that was PJ leading 70 kids to start cheering for this basketball team as they're coming out. And my face painted like a lion. It was ridiculous. All (laughs) in. I did it at FCA. That's awesome. No, it's it's one of those things in the vault. No, it's one of those memories (laughs) I'll never forget. And ever since then, I've I've just loved what PJ's always brought and the truthness and the honesty. Funny story about his, his sister 
is that's not the first time I met Savannah. I actually met Savannah at an Ignite. Mm. Probably three years before I started teaching at FCA. That's interesting. And when I started teaching my first day there, she comes running up to, she's like, oh my gosh, I know you. And she literally quoted the verse that we taught that Ignite. Three years, she was a little bitty thing. And it was the run the race verse about those who run the race. And what was so funny is as our relationship continued to grow through the course of FCA, that was one of those verses I continued to pour into her. And I wow. said, remember, you, you've got this verse memorized, and this is a verse that's important. This is your life verse, if yes. you can remember it like that. Wow. And it was one of those things that we continued to use to build her up. That's awesome. As she was growing up at FCA. So that's it was pretty good, cool. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Amazing story. Thanks yeah. for bringing that up there, Stan. Of course. No, it, it's <laughs> always an honor and a privilege. But, yeah, we're going to get to the um, post-Sunday podcast question of the week. I just want to... Further iterate what Johnny says, this is a segment we do every podcast, and if you want to ever send in a question, give us feedback, you can reach out on us on all of our social media platforms. I believe we have X, TikTok, we have Instagram, and then we also have our email, postsundaypodcast at gmail.com. That's correct. So if you ever have a question, please let us know. We are here. We are ready for any question you throw at us, and you know... We want to deep dive with you as as much as we Mm -hmm. have knowledge here. You have questions. We want to we want to further your walk with Christ, so just want to throw that out there. But today we actually have an email from lady from New Jersey. Let's go. All right. So someone that's not even in the Sunshine State, someone that listens from another state, she writes, although I have my home church here in New Jersey, I love watching Genesis online that's and listening cool. to the Post Sunday podcast. She also says that her mom attends Genesis. And as she goes for walks, she listens to the podcast, and then she says, I thank the Lord for the platform as it has led me deeper into my passion for the world. Mm. So I think that that's cool to know that even though she doesn't live in Florida, people in other states and other countries, like we tell, they are listening and they are paying attention. So I think that's awesome just that's to see good. how far our arm reaches out. But anyway, so her question reads, I have been studying the Bible and was recently led to Isaiah 52, 13 through 15, and Isaiah 53, which blew my mind as it describes Jesus' coming. And although in the Tanakh, it is unknown to most of the Jewish nation, wondering why this wasn't included as part of the series and will it be covered at a later date? Nice. That's great. Thank you, lady, for your question. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um we were actually getting ready. We were talking a little bit about this, and yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. PJ is uh, he's he's on fire today, man. He's got a little pep in his step today. But, uh, lady, this is a perfect timing uh, in regards to your question. I think uh, I think your answer is coming. Uh, if not this mm-hmm. past week, uh, it will definitely in the next week or two because we're gonna get deep into the sacrifice of Jesus, right. and that's that's really what Isaiah 52 and 53 mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. accounting for, and so. EJ, I don't know if you want to yeah, this well, a little bit. Again, you know, it's it's what we've been talking about, right? There's there's a there's a thread through the Bible. Yeah. Right? Um, and all things lead to Jesus, right? So it's funny we we when I would teach, I would say, you know, Jesus is is the feature film, you know, and the old testament's the prequel, mm. and the epistles are, you know, the sequel. Yeah. Right? And so but the gospels themselves, that's that's the main event. Right. That that's the Star Wars. Yep. Right. And yep. then everything else after are the epistles and everything Good. before those horrible three movies that they made after <laughs> Star Wars. Began, right. And so so there is there is this connectivity. 
But sometimes um, as we understand the prophecies and we understand the fulfillment of the prophecies, you also have to understand who the prophecies were written for, Mm. who they were spoken to. um, And because the audience is is just as important as um, the message itself. And so a lot of times what we find in when when we're looking at the prophecies, I'm not going to say it's not important to address them, um, but they're not always necessary to to reveal them when we're trying to uh, drive a particular point home. When there's a focus on on the message that we're teaching, um, addressing the prophecies don't necessarily have or hold a lot of weight. Um, and sometimes because we, we do have to succumb to programming, um, we do have to stay within a time frame um, of, of how we're teaching and what we're teaching, um, we have to determine value, mm. right? Um, not that it's not important, but at the moment, how does revealing this add or take away from the time and add or take away to the point that we're trying to make? So perfect example is we were talking before um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about about the message yesterday. And so there's a whole prophecy out of the book of Zechariah about um, Jesus riding the colt into into the city of Jerusalem. Right now, if I had stopped and referenced those verses, about five of them, and talked about all the different reasons why it was important um, to recognize that Jesus was writing their cult, there's a part of it that's not even in the scripture, right? That we would have to know because we would have to be in that time frame to understand why the cult was important. Mm. Not just the prophecy of it, but the actual reason why that cult was important, what it meant to people. And in the book of Mark, it says these things were hidden from the disciples and it wouldn't even be revealed to them until after Jesus was gone. And so now if I bring all of that in and I talk about all of that, where would I have landed the plane, you know, yesterday? Where would I have had the time to do it? And so, yeah, there, there's relevance. Yeah, there's importance. But sometimes that's why we talk about the personal relationship, yeah. right, with God, right? These things spark your interest. Yeah. Then it's up to you to do some of the work because we can't possibly address all of the things from the platform that we have to do it. We'd never be done. We'd, we'd never finish, yep. you know, um, we'd still be in Leviticus. Yeah. <laughs> and for the That's never the ending truth. story, right? Like we, we, we would never make it. Yeah. And so, um, a lot of times we have to determine, um, what, what is, wh- how does it help us teach the message that we're trying? And if it, if it lends itself to that, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then we can't. It's true. But just for Sunday's message, we're going to talk about a lot of those we will. things today. We will. So. And to really, man, I mean, not to like sum it up, but we're, we're, we bring in the, this, this, the, the informational aspect of this, this particular scripture, mm-hmm. but we always bring uh, the mirror at right. the end. Right. Because we want everyone to face and, and take a hard look at themselves. And that's important. Through this scripture. And it's always How important. does this apply to me? How mm-hmm. does this bounce back to me personally how does this change me how does this reveal something to me right Right? like like that's i that's where we're really you won't find a message here at genesis that doesn't bounce that back you know like listen this is what occurred 
but how does it now affect you? And it has to. Yeah. Because if we don't, then we miss we miss the most important part of the yeah. gospel, right? So the gospel is yes, Jesus has to died be transformative, and he rose again. Yeah. But he did it. Why? Exactly. Did it for us. Yeah. So if we don't look at how we're supposed to respond to that, then what are we? What are we really teaching? Yeah. Then right? this is just social studies. <laughs> for real, right? You know, we were just a big social studies 100%, 100%. class. 100%. Especially when you, when you when people hear, oh, you're doing a year-long Bible study? Ooh, I want to be all about that, right? Because right away, it's like this, ooh, so I, want, I, want, I want historical knowledge, and I want, you know, the meaning the of meat? this. Right. And for, you know, but where is the, the mirror? Where You know, mm-hmm. where is the reflection in this where Scripture now, I look at this, and where, where I'm looking at myself, and where does this apply in my life? And I, and you, I don't. How does this you're help not going to find relationship this way. Yeah, How you're not going to find big God. time. Yeah, it's the vertical, but it's the horizontal as well. And so, I, yeah, man. So I, if, we t- if we talk about, you know, Isaiah 53, beautiful passage. It is. Oh my gosh, Jesus broken like a reed, and the symbolism and the under like that's a gut check. It is like when you read Isaiah 53 and those words that are so beautifully written and you. And you think about, like, you use that passage and then think about the passion of Christ, the movie itself. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how do you, not, how do you walk away with dry eyes? Exactly. Right? Um, but then, is it necessary to reference that, to understand the brokenness, to speak about the redemptive, you know, motivation behind that when I'm standing on stage teaching a message? Right? And so we have to gauge... You know, again, where are we going? How are we doing it? And we don't want it to just be informational. Okay, yeah. so Isaiah said this, you know, 500 years before it happened. Super important, yeah. right? Yes. But we already know how the story plays out. So it's not as important to us today, that particular passage, right, corporately, as much as it is individually. Right. And so those are the determinations yeah. that yeah. we have to look at. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, man. And thank you, lady, for that question. We really appreciate yeah, it. And uh, thank you, coming. Producer Stanton, man. Thank appreciate you uh, chiming in and really being able to help us out with that. So mm-hmm. that was fantastic, man. But, man, you brought in an incredible word. We're talking about the triumphal entry. Yes. And uh, we've heard this message a lot, a lot, a yeah. lot, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what ran through your head as you are preparing this? You know, I, I you mentioned you didn't want to just, you didn't want to talk about the branches. You didn't want to talk about. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the, the funniest part about what really struck me, and I knew I had to do this, and we talk about different styles, right? And so, I am seemingly, and, and my wife and I laugh about this all the time, and, and because on the surface, it might look like I procrastinate, right? But I really, I'm a percolator, okay? And so, so <laughs> making excuses right now, but I like to just sit in it. Yeah. And I like to sit in the passage and just allow the Holy Spirit to just kind of just like, spark my curiosity in in a lot of different ways right and so the first part is like what was so triumphant about this entry Mm. and that's where i sat for probably like about two weeks Yeah. yeah yeah that was the main question what was so triumphant because once you start to break it down the entry from the from the 
actual visual point of view, there was nothing triumphant about it. Mm. And so that's what I started to, that was my launch pad. Yeah. Right. Because like I said yesterday, you know, the two gates from the West gate to the East gate was about 2,500 feet Mm. apart. Right. That's a little, a little more, a fraction more than a half a mile. And so if this was really as big of a deal as we, and, and, and I had to be careful how I said it, as we celebrate it, now we celebrate it because we know it's a big deal. Again, we know how the story plays out. Yeah. So we can celebrate these things at the, at the gravity it deserves because we have the knowledge, right? Yeah. But back then, again, these are just Jews traveling to the city of Jerusalem. This is something they were going to be doing anyway, yeah. right? This journey that Jesus was making Thousands and thousands. The, 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 the population of Jerusalem at the week of Passover would would annually go from 25,000 people to about 80 to 100,000 people. Okay? So as much as four times as the amount of inhabitants of the city would descend upon this city for the celebration of Passover. It's like thinking about New York and New Year's. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. In that small space of an area. Yeah. All those people coming in for this celebration, wow. right? And so that's exactly what was happening. And so it's important to understand that this journey would have been happening anyway. Jesus didn't initiate this journey into yeah, the city, right? Exactly. And so these are the things where I was like, and then, like I said yesterday, if indeed it was as big of a deal as it, as we kind of put it in our heads because of how we've celebrated it all these years growing up from children into adulthood. Yeah. We've known it to be this big thing on our calendar. It's Palm Sunday, baby. Right. Well then why didn't Pilate shut it down? Why didn't Rome shut this down? Because he was there to keep the peace. He was there to stop these Jews from acting out and acting up. That was his goal. That was his purpose. That's why he brought extra forces in. That's what the extra muscle was about. So if it was a big deal, then why, why didn't they show up? Why didn't they show up to shut it down? And they didn't. Wow. So that kind of like just stuck in my head. And, and like I said, I just kind of just sat, um, a lot of prayer, yeah. a lot of just swirling around, just bouncing around in the emptiness of my head. Mm. And, um, and then I started to ask questions and then from those questions, I started to seek answers. Yeah. And so that's how it started to form. Yeah. And you know, a little bit of backstory, but mm-hmm. you know, we, for, for our listeners, but we, we, we usually prepare our lineups and everything on uh, Monday, the Monday right. before our Sunday set. And what was funny is like, I knew you were talking about the triumphal entry yes, this was crazy. and I, and I was really looking <laughs> for a good song, uh, that we just, you know, whether we did it, uh, did it recently or not, I just wanted mm-hmm. something that was singable, something that was, um, something that was relatable with the message and everything we came with, we came up with Hosanna. Right. Um, and it was so perfect, perfect, perfect. To, in and, more and not ways o- than one. And not only that, man, we, we tagged it with um, "Open the eyes of my heart, Lord." Mm-hmm. Holy, holy, holy! Crazy. On the back end, and then when I told you yet that you were like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like I am closing with that. With that, like, and, yeah. and I'm just like, "Man, God is good. So God good. is good." And that's when I tell you to so. to stand back on a Monday morning. Yeah, you know, having my time with God this morning. And funny enough, right? I I read, praying with the Psalms. Um, from Eugene Peterson, 
Nice. So I typically, it, I, I follow that daily, you know. Um, now, last week I was in the Word, so I wasn't necessarily doing my daily devotional because now it's like, okay, PJ, you've been having this stuff swirl in your head. Yeah. It's, it's you know, you have to teach in yeah. six days. <laughs> Get something down, bro. The numbers right? start getting so, bigger. Yeah. So I, I wasn't spending much time in, in my devotional time as I was in in in, in focusing on this message. Yeah. And, uh, and it's so crazy because this morning I get up and my the my praying through the Psalms, the book, right? September 25th, is it Psalms 118, bro, versus mm. 18 and 19, right? And get what did I lead here. off with yesterday? Yeah. 25 and 26. <laughs> it's just, and so you can't like, oh my gosh, the way God works. When we talk about yeah. this thread, yes, right? I think it exists through us as a body of believers, um, through us as a, as a teaching unit. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so amazing when we get to see how God plays with us <laughs> in, in order to like his will be done, bro, yeah. all the time. And so when I found out that you were, and it was the last song before I came out, like it was just, it was too crazy. Yeah. It was too it was. crazy. And then you were like, yeah, and then we're going to close out. And we're going to kind of have that reprise. <laughs> and I was like, this is no, yeah. no way, yeah. man. It, it couldn't have been planned better yeah. if we actually sat down exactly. and talked about it. No, it, it was so, it, it was like almost like if we did orchestrate it. But, yeah. you know, really God is in, in the works and the, the, right. the weeds of it all, man. But you opened up with um, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Right. And so um, you talked about a couple different, you went through actually the full Gospels. I went through the four Gospels. Because this is one of the few uh, instances that all four speak of. Right. Uh, feeding of 5,000 is another one of those. Yes. But this one is one of them. And mm -hmm. you wanted to get in a different account of each writer uh, and right. their perspective on it. And so talk to us a little bit about that. Well, again, that that's just one of those things where I believe like my my natural curiosity and and the prodding of the Holy Spirit kind of just puts you in a in a in a in a path yeah um to reveal understanding. Typically, when I when I when I do my devotions, I like to pray and I just like God, just show me mm. what it is you want to show me today. Yeah, you know, for the hour, for this message. Um, I typically would encourage my students to do the same. Those that struggle, like, well, are you praying for understanding first? Are you praying for, mm. for God to reveal it to you? Or is it just burdensome tasks that you just check off, right? And so, so I sit, I sit in, in, the, in the Hosanna because I knew that part existed through all four, mm. right? But then I was wrong about that because it's not in Luke, right? Which I talked about, right? And... Um, so then I just, okay, Hosanna, I, I know the phrase, right? I understand the singing. I love the song. What was so important about it, mm. you know? And that's where, again, it was just this, this slow unraveling of, of finding the thread through everything, which is so unique. You know, just sidebar, I, you know, something I was thinking about before I came in here this morning. You know, there's so many people who just don't believe, you know, they don't, they, they don't believe of the things of God. They don't believe, um, that, that God, that Jesus really existed and, and he wasn't who he was. And, 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 and the Bible was just a book written by men and, and all of these things that people use or these excuses that they make, uh, to disbelieve. 
But when you were like, when I sat and, and, and prepared this message and, and again, talking about all the things that I left out that I could have, I mean, that could have been a two hour message. Oh, yesterday, dude, right? yeah. Easy, right? Yeah. And just an example, just how, how Hosanna leads to Psalm 118, mm. how the road leads to uh, Nehemiah and, and Zechariah, and, like, and, and, and all of these different connections, um, even as far back as Leviticus, we want to talk about the Tanakh, right? How can you learn and understand these things and then just go, yeah, this can't be. This wow. can't be from a higher power. Like it does, it it doesn't make any sense at all, you know, um, because the best writers in the world borrow from the Bible. Mm. Every good versus evil movie borrows from the Bible. Like it's it it doesn't make any sense. It's the original. It's the original story, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, redirect back back to what we're talking about. Sorry. You know, I'm looking at Hosanna, and it naturally leads me to Psalm 118. Mm. It like there's no other way, right? There's no path because if you Google Hosanna, it leads you there. Like simplest way, right? <laughs> like it leads you right there. Wow. And then you have to understand that that not only was the journey Jesus making something that would have been happening anyway, but these people crying out Hosanna is something that they would have been doing anyway. Wow. And for multiple reasons, which is why it led me to looking at all four Gospels to find out what those multiple reasons would be. Yeah. And the origin of it coming from Psalm 118 is that this is just a song that they sang because it was Passover. Remember what Passover means, right? Remember how unique this whole time frame was to Jesus' mission and message because Passover is what? Right, Moses saving or, or or through God, freeing the people, the nation of Israel from Egypt, casting them out, yeah. the blood over the doorposts, killing all of the firstborn of Egypt. That's a battle cry. That's a war. That's that's a that's an act of violence against the nation of Egypt from God's hands to free his people because they wouldn't listen, right? And so yeah. you have this celebration of that, right, which the Jews cling to this song that celebrates that God sent Moses. That's what it is. It's save us, save us now. Thank you for sending us this man who you sent in your name. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the chorus. Right. Yeah. And so they would have been singing that anyway. Yeah. But now they have this guy in the midst and it's just this crowd. Right. Maybe not as big as a crowd as we think. Right, maybe 80, 100, 150, maybe even 200 people, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Right? It wasn't thousands like That's we true. want to imagine, right? Because we have to look at this in the context. And now we see these variations. We have these people that are celebrating something that already happened, but they're oppressed and they're depressed and they're going to celebrate what happened, but they're all praying for it to happen again. They're praying for this deliverance and they see this man who's done all this stuff and they're wondering, is this him? Mm -hmm. Now the scriptures write itself as if they're sure about that. Mm. But then the variations told a different story. Yeah. And so that's where I continue to. Just I love in. that. I mean, you brought, you, you basically brought a, um, 
and it, it, uh, uh, just an interpretation of that, what right. it would have been, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, mm-hmm. uh, meaning save us now, save us, save save us, us now. now. All glory and praise to our Savior. Right. And so um, I, 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 that was a first for me in hearing that. Yeah. But it just. Um, and how many times have we sang that song? Right. Like, let's be, like, really honest because, you know, even for those of us who this is our job, there's so many parts of, of the Bible that still have yet to be revealed even to mm-hmm. us. You know, and, and it was 100% a first for me. When I did that translation from Hebrew to English, I was dumbfounded. Yeah. So good, man. And then I just got fired up. And then when I read through Psalm 118 in its entirety, um, understanding that it was a call, right? If you look through the, at the first, like, five verses of Psalm 118, it's yeah. a back and forth. Let the people, let Aaron say, and then they re- reply. And then yeah. this, it was this whole, like, really actually cool thing if we were to be able to see something like that in person to watch these, you know, throngs of crowds of people coming from. Now we also have to remember different Jews, mm. different areas, all of them coming into the city, seven gates surrounding the city, all the different directions that they're coming from. But one common thing on their voices were oh, going Santa. to be this yeah. song. And then think about now the multitudes who were singing it they didn't even know about Jesus. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Because Jesus was just in this one area. Right? And so, again, it's just the imagery is beautiful. Um, the understanding of what was happening is is really, really important. Yeah. Um, and so just in my in my mind's eye, that the, the visual, um, the, the, the just kind of fleshing it out, it just really became important to try to be able to um, share the reality of what was happening. It shouldn't change our capacity to celebrate it. Yeah. But we got to have a better understanding of, of exactly what it looked like because yeah. it's important. Yeah. It's important to the story. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we draw conclusions or we, we talked about it, misconceptions on mm-hmm. what maybe could be. And so, right. Um, we have to draw, we have to get more context to know right. exactly the the impact on these things. But right. Matthew 28, 8 and 9, you know, most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and the mm-hmm. others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him uh, and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna, save us. Right. Right. To the son of David. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, praise, praise our Savior in the highest. Mm-hmm. You, uh, on the Matthew portion, you talked about um, Son of David. Yes, yes. And um, it's, first first off, Matthew's writing in a different account, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a different perspective. Right, because Matthew was there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's a different perspective on <laughs> right. that. And so mm-hmm. um, I, got, I, got, I got that yesterday, a little bit confusion on why, you know, each author brought something different right you know uh or missed something that the other one maybe mm-hmm. didn't say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it all you know it's like me telling you a story then you telling someone else the story then right. them telling else the story the percentage of that you know being as accurate as i said it right um you know it, there the, the the chunk of it will be but each person kind of brings their right. their 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 thoughts, their, 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 uh, what they've been through, their, their experiences, experiences right. everything like that. And so, um, 
Talk to us a little about that. You you mentioned, uh, you, you highlighted the son of David in that portion of scripture. Well, because Matthew actually mentions that title, the son of David, in Matthew 1, 1, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken, right? So right out the gate in Matthew's gospel, that's how he refers to Jesus. So now you have this personal, mm. right, understanding as he's writing his gospel of who God is to him the author. Yes. And so out of all the things that he could have been hearing in the crowd, and we're going to assume that there were multiple things being spoken and being shouted at that time because we have four accounts that say different things. So what do you align yourself to? The familiar. We all do that. And so out of all the things that he's hearing through the crowd, Mm -hmm. what's resonating with him is something that is personal to him, yeah, son of David. And that's a big deal because that means Messiah. But like I also added, you know, the term son of David didn't necessarily speak to Jesus himself. It didn't 100% point towards him. So for those that are speaking about this, right, we have to remember there are so many people who doubted Jesus was who he said he was. Just because he said it didn't mean everybody believed it, right? And so when you look through the Psalms and you look through the Old Testament, the reference of the son of David meant, like we know, lineage, right? Did these guys have Jesus back? You know what I'm saying? His birth certificate there? (laughs) You you, you know what I mean? How did they know? Just because he said it? Mm. Matthew is his disciple. Spent three and a half years with them. The disciples knew a whole lot more than everybody else. And now you have to understand, again, point of reference and understanding. And so if some people are screaming son of David, but then they get into the city and they just say he's the prophet. Mm. Well, what? You just said he was the promised deliverer. You, <laughs> that's what son of David means. Yeah. So you're saying, could he be that guy? But other people are saying he's this guy. But. Yeah. I mean. This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth. Okay, that's pretty yeah. accurate. That's how most people knew him. That's true. Right? But is he who he said he is? Mm. Right? And so there again, you you have this ambiguity. And yeah. so... Um, and you and said it. You said the crowd was not certain if Jesus was the one who was going to say he them. was actually the guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hope. Hopeful. I mean, that's where we're... And again... You know, John is the only one that actually mentioned palms, and there's there's something important there when we look prophetically, right? Mm. As as opposed to leafy branches, you yeah, know, yeah, and things yeah. like that. But even the cloaks have a very important, you know, understanding. Now the mm. palms are, are are prophetic, but the cloaks was just something cultural and something that needed to be understood. Yeah. Is that when people laid cloaks down in front of an animal with a man on it, it was because he was either coming back from a battle that he already won. Or he was on his way to go kick some butt, mm. all right? And so, to you know, we know when, when Jesus is talking to his disciples and he goes, you know, take nothing but your cloak. Yeah. When you give your cloak to someone and talked about the importance of that. Yeah. So do you, that do you think they were, you think they were honoring him in the, in the interpretation that he was going to do what they Thought that that he, they want or, or what they wanted him to do, right? right? Like they were celebrating what they hoped he, he would do, right? <laughs> oh my man, yeah. You know, wow. But then wow. 
we still can't dismiss that it wasn't just the 12, right? So there yeah. were some core believers yeah. who believed this is him and understood yeah. a lot of what there was still some confusion. Okay. Isn't that what church is though these days? You you got a mixture of people. Jesus talked about it, you know, and spreading the seed. Some on thorny ground, some on solid ground, yes. some. A hundred percent. Every, I mean, you're going to get a mixture of different people That's in, what you in get the crowd. On any given Sunday. Yeah. Right? Not just a. Not some just that, that, that believe this is the man. <laughs> some believe this is just a prophet. Right. Some believe he's a military um, official that is right. going to come and overthrow Rome. Uh, there's just different beliefs. And so each of the gospels explored. Mm those different beliefs just in how the author expressed the crowd were relating to. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And so the variances in, you know, they they were they were adding to that psalm yeah. and they were taking away from yeah. that psalm because there was a lot of hope based on their at, experience. Based on their experience. Yeah. Based on what they had seen Jesus do, yeah. based on what they heard he had done. Yeah. Based on things that he said. Well, I can't really say based on things that he said, right? Because he never said he was going to go fight Rome. He never said true. any of those types of things. They just imagined if this guy's as powerful as we're hearing he is, then what else could he possibly be here for except to free us from Rome? Because that was the, uh, the anticipation at that time. That was the hope. That was the belief, right? that a savior was coming to save us, but they, I, I don't know if they understood or interpreted what kind of saving needed to be done. Well, had they was ever? It an, 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 yeah, right. Had they, had they ever? <laughs> because when you go back to Moses, the, I mean, he literally came to slave them from, save them yeah, from slavery. Yeah, like it was a away. physical yeah. freedom that was required. So right? maybe they want, they wanted that. They wanted that same they wanted that same experience. But what again. they wanted was completely contradicted by what Jesus was teaching, right? Yeah. The entire time. And so it didn't add up. <laughs> it, ne it never he, added he, up. He kept giving them, like, uh, understanding of what he truly was trying to mean. Like, like. But th just think about it. People want what they want, right? Yeah. And so when, when you know, a, a, I, I, I almost went tangential, right? Because there was a part where, um, the Pharisees, and, and I alluded to it, and I even I shared about it, but I tried not to dive too much into it when the Pharisees were like, well, let's just kill Lazarus too. Mm. You know, there's a whole idea that, um, and, I, and I was reading a sermon from another pastor, and he's speaking about that part of it, right? And he's speaking about, you know, the Pharisees were basically like the one percenters, mm. right? They're like, like Hollywood to the rest of us, right? Small community, not necessarily bad people, but misguided. Right. And he's like, and they're people with families and they're people with with uh, with with cousins and aunts and uncles and friends and, and they have a community. And so it's it's not really fair to make the Pharisees the bad guys as as we do. Yeah. Um, great book called Accidental Pharisee, if you ever want to read that, um, that speaks into those types of things and also how we can lend ourselves to being Pharisees mm -hmm. as well in our own in our own walk. Um, David Osborne, I think, is the author. Um, but anyway, you know, but they wanted to preserve their way of life and they didn't want to get in trouble. And here's this man coming in to Passover and pilots there and there's extra soldiers there and they could get squashed and their whole way of life could be eradicated. And Rome 
allowed... Jerusalem was the only city that Rome had overpowered where Rome did not force the inhabitants of the city to follow their religion. I don't know if we know that, right? And so the Jews were allowed by Rome to worship the way they wanted to worship. And so the Pharisees were actually trying to preserve their religion. Of course, they ignored all of the other obvious things that we, again, that we know now. We highlight, yeah. But Jesus and and now this raising of Lazarus up of the dead threatened that peace, Mm. threatened the continuance of the propagation of faith. And then worse, having all these people follow this basically zealot, this, this homeless guy named Jesus, was just making waves and was causing problems. And so now their, their financial stability was at stake. Mm. Their religious prosperity was at stake. Their position as religious leaders was at stake. The sake of the entire city was at stake. And so they're just like, how do we shut this down? Well, the only way we're going to get rid, rid of, of these guys is to and kill his evidence. <laughs> and the evidence. And it sounds crazy. We're like, what? You guys are going to kill people? Wow. But men have died for less, bro. I mean, you know what I mean? Get and rid so, of him and get rid of the, the Lazarus, the evidence, and right? And again, it's understanding all of the parts. And, and, and so were they erroneous in their thinking? Wow. Yes. But were they villainous, treacherous people? Maybe some of them because greed is a powerful motivator. But understanding that they also wanted to preserve their faith, it kind of doesn't make it right. But, you know, mm-hmm. there there's a deeper level of understanding. Yeah. Right? But that's not something that I, okay, again, not necessary to the message I was trying to reveal oh, yeah, yesterday. True. But important information, right? Important info for where we're, what, what, what we're doing right now. Right. But, man, um, the, <laughs> the people are, um, when you threaten their belief, when you put them in a position of discomfort, Mm-hmm. And when you mess with their money. Yo. Okay. They change. <laughs> they change. They change. Right? But what did Paul say? I know how to abase and abound. You should be steady. And this is what Jesus was saying. Regardless of Roman occupation, you should be steady. Yeah. Your faith shouldn't waver. Exactly. Right? But they do. Yeah. You know? you, yeah. The people that you know the best, that you love the best, watch the bottom fall out. Mm. See how they act. It's true. Get to see the real. You get to see the real, right? Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And so in the book of Mark, again, he talks about that. Mark 11, 9 and 10. Hosanna, save us. Mm -hmm. Blessed uh, is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is is the coming kingdom. Right. Here we are again, right? The coming kingdom. this This is what we want. Yes. Now, Mark is funny because Mark actually spent most of his time on in, in, in the triumphal entry, speaking about the donkey and the colt. Now, this is hilarious because a lot of people also believe that Mark was just a child when this was happening. Um, a, lot of, a lot of theologians believe Mark was the one who got his robe snatched up when they came to get Jesus in Gethsemane and he ran off naked. There's a, there's a story about that, right? They believe he was that boy, right? And so he didn't actually become um, an actual disciple or follower until Paul's ministry. And that's when Mark comes in to join Paul and Barnabas in their, mm. in, their in their thing. And he was still very young at that time, which is kind of why he fell off. But again, um, digressing. But he spends a lot of time in this in the prophecy of the cult, 
right? And speaks very, very specifically about it. And even says in Mark that these things would not be revealed to the disciples until afterwards. And so mm. here's maybe, maybe Mark is the historian of, of the lot right now, yeah, right? Yeah. Going into detail. And so the, the big deal with the cult, um, and this is all for lady right now, right? We're talking, all right, lady, I hope you're listening today. Um, the big deal with the cult was that untie this cult, bring him. He's with his mom, which, which it says the donkey and his cult, right? So the two of them together. So this donkey is still with his mom. The fault, the cult is still with his mother, which means he hasn't been weaned. Mm. He's young. He's, um, what's the word? I don't want to say aggressive, but uh, definitely not calm, yeah. right? Right, yeah. anxious, yeah. maybe. And yet, Jesus calls for this cult. They throw cloaks on this cult, and then this man sits on this cult while dozens to maybe hundreds of people are screaming and yelling and cutting down branches and causing this commotion. Now, what we know, as as one of our one of our guests alluded to, when you're raising horses and things like that, you have to break a horse before you can ride it. And for this animal to be calm and to allow this man to sit on his back for two miles, right? Now, this is walking and this was a crowd. So we're looking at a couple of hours now. This isn't just a 15-minute, you know, race. This is a slow cadence. This is a man on his back for an animal that's never been ridden before. Therein, you see the miracle, right, that Mark thought was important to place in his gospel. I didn't mm. talk about it, right? But again, that comes out of the book of Zechariah. Now, that's in the book of Zechariah as well. But in neither text does it talk about how hard it is to ride a baby co a baby donkey, <laughs> right? And so, like, how do you know that that's what makes it the miracle besides the fact that it's in both of these books, mm. right? And that it was prophesied here and then came to life here. Wow. But then there still needs to be a level of understanding about why it was miraculous. And it goes more than just some guy saying it a few hundred years before. Yeah, yeah. All right. You said if Jesus was the one to save them, then uh, them, they did not know when it would happen. Right. And so, Well, that's um, because Mark also, see, and here's what's funny. When you read Matthew, when you read Luke, and you read John, it kind of reads itself as if the turning, overthrowing of the tables mm. and the fig tree thing happened at the same time, right? So there was some stuff. So if, if we believe Jesus came in through the gate, right, riding on his donkey, walks into the temple, sees all this stuff going on, throws up the table, flexes his muscles, then we're like, oh, triumphal entry here. Yes. But Mark says no. Jesus walked in, looked around, it was late, and he left. And so you've got these guys screaming a battle cry, going, here comes the coming kingdom, it's on right now, and then the leader, the king, the main soldier, the main warrior dude is like, I'm tired, I'm going to go home and crash. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. You know, like it's not going to happen today. It's just not feeding off of... It's not, that. it's not feeding what they're, it's not helping their anticipation. Nothing Jesus is doing is fueling the fire they're trying to no, fan right now. Yeah, right? Yeah, He's they're just trying hard. Soaking it yeah. out. 
They're trying hard. Uh, and they're trying hard. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. they were trying to provoke them into it. You yes. Know? Yeah. But it wasn't, pl- nothing was playing out the way they were hoping it was going to. Mm. You know, and that's the reality of what was happening. Wow. For the crowd. Again. Yeah. Exactly. Or the crowd. Yeah. Right. And then Luke 19, 37, as we go into that, when he came near the place where the road goes down, uh, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. And Luke does not say Hosanna. Yeah. Blessed is the king who in. comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. That's right. Wow. And that peace in heaven part threw me. I said that yesterday yeah. because it, in literal translation, does not compute mm. to why they would say it, what the reason would be for shouting it out at the time. Um, and so I kind of just made something up as far as like what it you could could have been. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Um, Jerusalem translating to a city of peace, um, God's peace. Um, it could have been uh, uh, just a, a translation of, of that. Maybe they were celebrating uh, the city itself yeah. um, as sojourners coming into the city to worship. I mean, it's, it's got um, yeah, very, very, just, very yeah. vague understanding. And so, um, so my point there was that, like, they didn't know what was going to happen. You know, people are just shouting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what yeah. he's done. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Celebrating more what he's done yeah. than what he's going to do because they really have no idea. No idea you know? whatsoever. And they were probably the most honest ones in the crowd to be, <laughs> to be serious. They were like, we don't know. We're yeah. just here because everybody else is here. What's going on? Wow. You know? Wow. Um, and there's a significant amount of people like that in every yeah. crowd as well, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Hosanna, uh, John 12, 13. Hosanna, save us again. Here's right. where we find it. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Well, the John text was really like, again, revealing for me, mm. right? Because going back, a f- you know, just a few verses before, um, you know, the triumphal entry, like little title begins, you understand that that this mass of people had collaborated for a, a feast um, at Mary and Martha's to celebrate Lazarus being raised. So there, there's a party going on and everybody's coming in to see the man who did it but they also have their eyes on Lazarus because Lazarus is the literal walking, talking miracle. Yeah. Right. And so you've got these like fanboys and fangirls around and they're just there because they want to be able to say they were there. They saw Lazarus. They were with him. They saw it. And then the next day after the party, everybody's around. Jesus is going to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. They're like, we're going this way anyway. Let's hitch our wagons to this ride and let's party. Let's keep this party going. Yeah. But their whole thing, their affinity for Jesus and for Lazarus as well, was centered around the miracle. That's what it was about for them, right? And so, again, we have the four Gospels and we have the four perspectives. Yeah. And so because of this with the miracles, they were expecting another miracle. Now you've got all of the different parts. Now we've got all, you know, we've got all four Gospels together. And we know that, that a significant amount of the crowd now which is probably the whole crowd yeah. itself, you know. Maybe there were some passerbys that kind of bandwagoned onto it, but the original crowd started from this party. Mm. The, the original core group of people that were surrounding Jesus when he got on that cult were the ones that were there who had witnessed 
the Lazarus thing. They were the ones that had mourned his death, and they were there when Jesus brought him back up. They were celebrating it, and now they're heading over to the city. For, Let's just keep this party going, yeah. right? And yeah. now they're heading into the city for Passover. And, and so all of these perspectives are valid. None of them correct, but all valid. <laughs> yeah, and all, you know, on their experience, all, you know, what they've interpreted, what they've seen, what right. they've experienced. And, and and you said something really powerful, uh, but hey. tying it in, tying you, it said, in. you said if Jesus was the one to save them, then they did not know when it would happen mm-hmm. or what he was going to do. Right. Or how he was going to do or it. How he's going to do it. They didn't know that. Right. And so... What happens when your hopes and expectations aren't met, right? And so you brought an amazing statement where you said, and when their hopes and expectations weren't met, their cries turned from save us now to kill him now. That's right. And that's essentially what happened over the course of the five days. um, Jesus was not talking about Rome Mm. and the oppression and the unfair taxes and how he was going to turn this out. And he was wow. going to route them out of the city. Yeah. And how he was going to restore his throne. And then the king of David and the line was going to carry on. And that he was going to be that leader that was going to make that happen. He didn't talk about any of that. Matter of fact, he didn't address anybody from Rome at all. What did he do? The next day, he went to the temple. He overturned the tables. He cursed the fig tree. That was in reference to the leaders as well. He did all of these things talking about, no, 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 the oppression that you guys are suffering are not coming from Rome. They're coming from the leaders of the temple. Wow. They're coming from the people who are teaching you the wrong way to worship me. And that was his focus. And they're like, bro, that's not what you're here for. No. Oh, that's not what we want you here for. You need to talk about something else. Yeah. That's the reality. You need to talk about this war. You got zealots in the crowd. They're ready to start some drama. You know, there's things that are happening. They're poised for a revolution, and they're just waiting for the leader of that revolution. And now, sad to say, we were wrong. You're not him. And they got angry. Yeah. Yeah. So how much of our faith dies when we don't get what we want? And that was my most subtle way. <laughs> Man, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, a surgeon cutting deep. Like It's not how I wanted to say it, all right? I'd rather take a punch. <laughs> but your statements are like, they stab. And then, they, you know, you're just going down with the knife and opening. and You know, I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> and I really, I really, I want people to be convicted, but I don't want them to be offended. Yeah. And I really, and, and there's a way for us to allow God's word to pierce our hearts. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to happen with a steamroller, right? Yeah, like, true. it could happen with a cotton swab. Yeah. And, and, and I was just really, really pleased again with, you know, that everybody understood what I meant when I said that, mm. you know, because we may not say let's kill Jesus, but how does it challenge our beliefs? It, it does. Let's, I mean, realistic when we're, when we're disappointed, when we're praying to God and we want something to happen and it's not happening, mm. how does that challenge our faith? You know, now we're not going to put Jesus to death, but we for sure, I, I, I know it because I've experienced it. 
Yeah. Our faith is compromised. Our belief is shaken. Yeah. You know, and it takes some healing and some restoration for that. And so it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where, again, I took that question and I looked at how we pray. Right? Because our prayer is our appeal to God. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's celebratory. It's, it's an act of gratitude, or at least it should be. But it's also, you know, a petition. And so what do we pray to God for? And, and yes, it's important to pray for things that we need and things that we want because that's what Scripture says. Ask and it'll be given to you, right? But do we pray for those things more than we pray for, for, for the work that God wants to do in us? You know, for the same exact real authentic reason Jesus walked into that city? Yeah. Like, is, is that the, the thrust of our prayer? Is that our motivation for our prayer on a daily basis? Do, do we really ask God to convict us to, to, for us to examine ourselves, examine our relationship with him, mm-hmm. make that a priority of prayer? Or is it really just about, you know, the rub the magic lamp Jesus that we want? You know, give us what we want. Give us what we need. You know, my light bills do. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I need money to fall from the sky, you know. But what about what about what's inside? Mm. You know, and, and so I kind of went Johnny Cochran with the rhyming part. And I was kind of <laughs> like, what was it? Do we pray for our finances more than we pay for our faith? You know, mm. do we pray for relationships more than we pray for righteousness? Um, do we pray for stuff over sanctification? There was one more. Oh, mm. hurts over humility. Um, and, uh. And, and I'll, 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 I can't lie, like, and, I, and I said it yesterday, I said, when I put that question down, I had to stop personally and, and have a moment and examine how much of my own life is spent praying for good things, health of my kids, you know? Um, God, don't let my truck break down. <laughs> You know, but then how much of it, and, and, and there needs to be a balance. How much of it is, man, God, like, do people still see joy in me? Mm. You know, is there, is there still, am I still light in, in dark places? Am I still salt? You know, where, am I still passionate about your word as, as I was three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, you know, um, and so when I put that question down, I, I, I really had to take a, a look back and, uh, and again, thankful, thankful that these are one of those messages where God was speaking directly to me as well. Yeah. You know, <coughs> you said something, uh, great quote. If the Lord does not change the place for the better, he mm. will make us better in the place. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that was great. My child Spurgeon there. Spurgeon is the man, bro. He, I, I love Charles Spurgeon and Oswald Chambers are probably my favorite, my favorite guys, right? 16th, 17th century theologians, man. And there's always something that, that just strikes a chord. And uh, it's funny because when I found that one, it directly pointed me back to Oswald Chambers because Oswald Chambers says it all the time. A lot of times we pray for God to change our circumstances instead of asking him what it is he wants to reveal in us through those circumstances. Mm. And because even though we know that he can't put, 
you know, new wine into old skins. And even though we know scripture says that we got to be broken in order to be fixed, even though we know all of those things, we still kind of look at where we're at and go, no, just make it better, not make me better, you know? And so, um, that was, that was really the answer to the question, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and Jesus was saying, I didn't come to save you from Roman oppression. I came to show you that in spite of that, you should be this. In spite of all of those things, this is what the relationship with God has always called you to be. I've always called you to be a nation set apart. That doesn't mean a nation of might. It doesn't mean a nation of power. That means a nation of connectivity with God. That means you would be different from everybody else that you would want different from everybody else. You know, when I taught just a few months ago on Saul, you know, being appointed king, that was, again, the people wanting to be like everybody else and God saying, no, I created you to be different. Yeah. You know, and when we look at our climate right now and you look at Christians that are camped out in the Republican and the Democratic side and that's where they pitched pitch their flag and that's where they want to lead with and all of these different things. And God is saying, none of this stuff is important. None of it, none of it. Just because you're in this world doesn't mean you have to be of it. Mm. You are to transcend. Yeah. But we don't, we, we don't. get caught up in the world. Yeah. It's our natural inclination. Yeah. And you, you um, know, as you were closing things out, you talked about Leviticus 16, 7, yeah. and 8. Well, <laughs> and like merged kind of that prophetic, again, tying things back. Uh, ladies, shout out to you, man. Ladies, shout you out. This it. is all about your yeah, question. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> so again, now yeah. discerning what yes. was good. Okay, yeah, there's so many different prophecies and there's so many different things that we we could point back to. This was an important one because... And again, finding myself examining the triumphal entry led me to understanding the gates. Yeah. Right? Why was this? And Tim always talks about the east, right? All right? Mm. Why was this west to east an important thing? You know? And you go to Ezekiel chapter 43, which is where he talks about the east gate, right? And that's where I started doing some digging because in, a lot of people believe in 43 in, in chapter 43 and in, in chapter 44 of Ezekiel that, that, that Ezekiel is prophesying the first coming of Christ, but it's really the second coming that he's prophesying about. And it, it was so believable that a Muslim King Suleiman actually closed the gate, which Ezekiel also prophesied. Because he didn't want some Messiah walking through that gate. So the gate is sealed. It's sealed and it's underground, right? And so it was like, I was like, what? And then that's where I started looking at the names of the gates and, and, and where they were, why they were. And, and, and then the gate of mercy came up. Mm. And then as I started to dive into that, um, and understanding the Levitical process of the Day of Atonement in, in Yom Kippur and the idea of the scapegoat and that how Jesus actually served as both goats. One would be sacrificed and one would be sent out of the city bearing the weight of the sin mm. of the people. 
and and Jesus was both. He was both the goat that stayed to get sacrificed and the goat that was sent out the gate of mercy because he bore the sins while the other gate goat paid the price, both for what they didn't deserve, bearing the weight of our sin, yeah. right? And so we are being now saved from a punishment that we deserved. And so that was the whole tie-in yeah. with uh, not even a prophecy, just an act of atonement that, that God had placed upon the nation of Israel when Aaron was first ordained priest. Yeah, and tying it in and saying, you know, Jesus saves us by becoming that scapegoat. Right. That would bear the weight of our sins and sacrifice that would pay the price for them. Yes. And so... Yeah, I thought that was a great like tie in there yeah. to really close things out. And then there's the response for yeah. us. Like, again, like you talked about, like we what's the mirror, you know, and the mirror was Romans 12, 1. Mm. You know, we are to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice for wow. the one who offered himself as a living sacrifice. Yes. To us. But God's not asking us to die. Quite the opposite. He's acting, asking us to live and live an abundant life under the obedience and lordship of christ mm, so good man right wow and yeah. we closed it out with some more hosanna some more it was hosanna. great it was great that, that it was verse, fantastic man. it was so yeah. good you talked uh, and you broke that 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 verse out heal my heart make it clean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. open up my eyes to the things unseen all scriptural all yeah. all from the passages that we spoke about yeah man right. show me how to love like you have loved me mm -hmm. break my heart for what breaks yours i mean do we pray that? Mm. Do we pray that? Mm. Not as often as we should. Man. There are a lot of things that break my heart. Wow. But I don't know that I pray for it to be broken. <laughs> Everything I am for your kingdom's cause as right. I walk from earth into eternity. Right. The pursuit of righteousness. That's wow. that's what the song is about. It's a prayer, man. It's a prayer. Yeah. You know, and so even just at the end of it all, what I started with, the song this, this chorus, and then the actual worship song that we celebrated as a church together in opening and in closing. Mm. Um, just grateful that, that God allowed for such depth um, to be revealed. Yeah, man. You know, in, in that space. So, so, so good. It was, it was a, it was a, Good Sunday. Man. Good Sunday. <laughs> yes, it was, man. I'm so thankful to have you here, PJ. Yeah. It's it's just, here. Let this me is ramble great. and share all of yes. this crazy. I love it, man. I love it. In my head. We, we, I miss Pastor Tim. Uh, I miss you, bro. Yeah. But uh, it, it was good. It was refreshing I might have to, to have sub you out a little more. <laughs> a little it was refreshing. In a while. To have Pastor PJ <laughs> here today, man. And, it's uh, good to be here, man. Thanks yeah, for having me. It's super good. Super good. Thank you, man, for yeah. just letting God use you and bring a just tremendous word and just continuing to make it harder for the rest of us ah, folks to teach. Well, <laughs> like I said, we, we got our own thing. I can't be you. You can't be me. And none of us can it's, be Chad. No. <laughs> but I will say, man, your thought processes are very similar to Chad's yeah. in, in how you go about a, a message preparation. I think so. And it, yeah, uh, I, I see way. some of me and Tim yeah, uh, yeah. In, right. in the just in that preparation stage. It's so so it's, it's funny yeah. how that works. Uh -huh. But it all works together because um you know chad just really he he puts a lot investment into my um in, in, into preparation and getting right. me ready and so it all intertwines together it so I, I love it man i love yeah. it 
Uh, but man, I'm super thankful. It was great. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode 39. Um, really, man, we, we ask you guys to really dive in. Jo- join uh, GenesisChurchOrlando.com backslash the never ending story. Get your resources, get yeah. everything you need to be in tune with us. Go and binge all of our, uh, from literally January 1st till now, we have been from if, Genesis if you have 1 the time, you all should. the way, this man. This has been a year. Like no, no other. other, and, we, and we've and done some great things. Here I in know, Genesis and Church. I keep I'm not telling lie, myself, but, like, but this year, <laughs> how, how are we going to top this? And like I've said that, like I've been here at Genesis for three years now, and every year I'm like, how are we going to top this? Right. Every year is like, I'm going to top this, and it's just God is just like, man, He does incredible things. I don't know if it's if it's if topping it's it what is the we right need, idea. right? I just think, you know. Shameless plug. I think the difference, I think what sets us apart from a lot of other places and a lot of other things is our desire to teach who's in front of us. We got a lot of people watching online. We're so grateful. Yeah. We got a lot of people who have moved away and are still following. We got people who have never walked through our door, have never been in Florida, and they're watching, and that's fantastic. But I think collectively um, we look at our flock. And we pray about, we think about, um, and and we teach to the people in front of us. And I yeah. think that's one of the most important things. I think as a, as a team and as a staff, we all have so many relationships with so many people in the church. There's some that we don't, um, but we all have um, a burden to um, to guide in in. in to guide the, the, the people that God has brought to us. And I think that passion um, is is really what we've always led with. And so that's why I said I don't know that it's a matter of, of topping, even though it's it feels like it. I just think the more we continue to pay attention to that simple aspect yeah. is that we, we want to bless and we want to honor those God has given to us, um, that we just continue to just apply the energy that's required to do that yeah and it's amazing it's just so cool it's just so cool to see what god does it's been fantastic man that's it's good so guys hope you were blessed this episode was was a great one uh please follow us on all social media platforms uh instagram um post sunday podcast tiktok uh x and youtube as well so like subscribe hit that notification bell and that'll give you a prompting every time we get a youtube video out for you guys so Mm -hmm. um thank you again for joining us we can't wait to continue this this uh never-ending story we'll be back with you guys for episode 40 next week and last but not least man don't forget submit your uh questions to us yeah post sunday podcast Mm -hmm. at gmail.com we'll love to hear from you guys it could be from episode one all the way to episode 39. We want to hear from you guys. Any questions, just go ahead and and send us those questions here, and we would love to help answer you as best as we can. So love y'all and hope to see you again next week. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church, a place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando and at Post Sunday Podcast. 
Till next time, grace and peace to all of you.